What's up, everybody? Welcome to Padan Biz. Anthony Frieda here. So, this is the episode. It's just me this time. I've, uh, yeah, I've had, you know, I've had guests the last, man, I, it's like five episodes, maybe. I did 10 of them already, so, which I'm very proud of. I'm happy. I'm happy with all the episodes. Um, and, uh, so I wanted to do one by myself. I haven't done one by myself. I had so many, um, I had so many guest uh, guest episodes that I, wa- I wanted to just get them out and share them to you guys. Because, uh, uh, you know, I mean, my show is so mu- is that much better with all the guests I've had on. So, um, yeah, let me thank some of the guests, actually. Uh, so here, I'll thank them. Lawrence Haber. Thank you, sir. Um, bass player extraordinaire. He's going to be on again. You guys are going to hear from him very soon because I've done two episodes with him. I have so much um content with lawrence so i'm I'm excited to uh, share that with you guys uh next up matt pelosi thank you matt thank you for being on matt's killing it right now matt pelosi at matt pelosi you you have to go check him out he's killing it right now great producer great musician great dude overall um i think who's the next uh well i'll just off the top of my head i guess but um cat london and rich aveo the power couple, the dynasty of talent. Um, thank you both. They're, you know, you're two of my best friends, but it was that, that those two episodes that I put up, it was two episodes because it was like a four-hour conversation and I was able to cut it down a little bit. Uh, thank you guys. That, w- that was such a fun episode. To, to First of all, it didn't even feel like work. I remember this was month, you know, months ago uh, and I just remember it, wasn't, it didn't even feel like work to do that episode and it turned out so well. And, uh, you know, Kat and Rich are actually killing it in the pandemic uh, quarantine game. They uh, they have their, um, you know, they're performers for a living, you know. So they, they got into gear as soon as they could. And they started, you know, doing uh, st- live stream performances from, from their, you know, home studio. Um, and their, their crowd, their actual r- regular crowd would, like, <laughs> join in and to watch the stream. And then they would take... Um, like they usually do, they would uh, take uh, requests, and uh, so they nothing really changed other than nobody's in the same room. But the I've you know I've seen it, I've seen it quite a bit because they've done they have over twenty days of <laughs> of content. It's such a great show. Actually, I was watching a clip the other day that they shared with me where it was just pure hysterics. Cat uh, was just so she's so funny. And and Rich, you know, responding to Cat is even funnier. You know, the the two of them together, it was great, man. So, thank you both. Thank you both. You'll hear more. You'll definitely hear more of them uh, in future episodes for sure. Uh, I'd like to thank who else? Can I thank? Let's see. Uh, I would love to thank. Oh, Jim Jim Tyndall, man. Thank you for being on the show, sir. Um, yeah, Jim of First Mountain. So he had his album release. First Mountain, please go, please go check out his Bandcamp page. Uh, First Mountain, Jim's a great dude. We had an awesome conversation. Um, I, I'd like to have him on again, but in person. Actually, that it's so funny. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Is you guys heard Lawrence in in, in person uh, episode? You know, in person uh, podcast episode. Matt Pelosi, same thing, in person. Cat uh, and Rich was in person because these. You know these episodes were were, uh, were recorded months ago. 
I've been doing, I've been recording episodes since maybe October of, of 19, 2019. So it's now May of 2020. Um, so I've, I've just been sitting on this for, you know, for months. And I figured I'd, I'd just get a bunch of episodes under my belt. That way I can do a weekly um, post. I actually started posting this probably like right, you know, maybe the weekend when the quarantine started, maybe, I think. I don't even really remember how long ago that was, but maybe over two months ago. Um, but I was ready to do it. I was, I had everything ready. It was, it was really cool to, to be able to, you know what I mean? Especially everybody's home. I feel bad. A lot of people don't know what to do themselves. I'll get into that in a second. I just want to continue to, to send my thank yous here. Um, let's see. And then um, I got Will Lewis. He was last week's episode. Last week's episode with Will Lewis of Phantasmophonic. I got to tell you, man, that was one of the best. I'm so proud of that episode. And I got to give it up to Will. He made that episode. He made that episode so uh so interesting uh the, he's a great speaker great, tells great stories genuine genuinely uh that felt like a conversation you know it was cool to i i was able to like sit there and witness the episode you know take place as it was going and then also participate in it which was so cool so yeah uh phantasmophonic he's he's back that's how that's how I think of it. He's back because uh, we talked about on the episode. Will, man, for the last couple of years has uh, probably the last two years maybe. Uh, he created Phantasmophonic and started releasing his own um, songs, own content with video and performance. And he would do a song a week, and he did it for like thirty-five weeks in a row. About until he had he had to stop because of just logistical things, life things. But. uh incredibly impressive because you know you write a song you know what i mean like i hey hey you and that could be somebody saying to me hey you you write a song and i go i fucking okay when do i have to have it done by tomorrow or no i'm sorry <laughs> uh you have six days and i'd be like i fuck is there an, a way out yeah you could just not do it all right i'm just not gonna do it you know, we was able to apply the right amount of pressure on himself and the right amount of motivation to keep himself going. Very impressive. Uh, and I was actually honored to be um, in his return. I was probably his first, I think, yeah, his first uh, song back. Now, he's not going to do one a week anymore, but I don't, and I don't blame him. But he said, yeah, he did say on the episode, we got right into it. Uh, he's, he's just, he's back. He's motivated. He's He's got his new uh, studio set up um, in his home. And, yeah, so please check out Phantasmophonic uh, with Will Lewis. Um, check out all these episodes if, if you're a first-time listener. You know, go back and, and you know, take take a, a gander at it, you know. Like, I don't even know what gander means. I've heard that saying before. Uh, <laughs> um, take a listen, you know. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. I know they're, like, over an hour especially the ones with me. You don't have to listen to, to, to too much of just me. Um, and, you know, man, comment. Comment what you think. I don't even really, I don't really care that, that uh, if people hate it, you know what I mean? But, you know, leave a comment if you hate it. I don't, I don't care. Feedback is important, man. Even negative feedback is important. 
I don't have to take it in and I don't have to, uh, I don't have to believe, believe it as truth. You know, that's something I've learned over this quarantine, over this time of sort of isolation. Yeah, it's, it's pretty isolating, I guess. Yeah, for me, my life, I definitely for others, I'm sure. But I'm, you know, I'm also like a hermit in, in a way sometimes. And so it's not too different than what I'm already used to. But, but I've learned, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, t you're gonna get negative feedback. Or you're going to get criticized. It's just going to happen. You can't protect yourself from it. from it, Or I'm, sure, I'm sorry, you can't prevent it from happening. How about that? But you could learn to protect yourself from it. Just how you, how you manage your expectations. So yeah, so feel free. Fire away, man. <laughs> if, you got, if, you, if you're loathing this, this show, man, share it. I don't care. And if you love it, please sh sh tell me. Please share. I, you know, I, I actually don't. I don't know. Who, who absolutely loves it, but people I know have reached out to me and, and just, you know, paid me great compliments over it, and I'm, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that anybody's listening to it, even if it's just one person. It's been, it's been really fun. There's so much more. I have so many other guests. I'm not going to I kind of want to say, but I'll just leave it up for a surprise. I mean, it's, it's just, it's been so cool. And, uh, and I even had, man, I had ones planned for before, like before the quarantine happened, I had, I had plans to meet up. Like I had scheduled dates to meet up, you know, or to have somebody come, come by and, uh, certain people come by and, and record a podcast in person. Actually, Jim was one of them. Uh, but we, we did it over zoom. It was still, it was still a really good episode, but, but yeah, so that that unfortunately could not, you know, happen with the uh, in-person thing because of the quarantine. So, hopefully, if we're all if we if we feel like we're you know safe enough, hopefully people are open to come in here and uh, do a live one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. So ten ten episodes in. This is number eleven. Here we go. So, speaking of, I want to get into that the, the quarantine thing specifically. Um, on social media, specifically, like, people I know, people, you know, who I've worked with, people I'm sort of friendly with, I've seen this this post, and it's, and, and I've seen it recently, since it's like we're, you know, two months plus in to this thing, and I feel so bad, and, and some people are posting this stuff about, hey, you know, and they kind of are asking, they're asking their, um, their Facebook friends or, you know, whatever. Hey, guys, do, does anybody else feel, feel this incredible pressure to be productive and to have something to show for, for this time in quarantine? Um, because I don't know what to do with myself. And does anybody else feel sort of, you know, like they, like they have to prove themselves or, or they have to prove their worth for how they spent their time? And, man, I, I relate to that. I relate to that so much. I have a I have a very criti critical, overly critical, uh, inner inner voice, that essentially is just a lot of negative self talk, and this thankfully this quarantine has allowed me to kind of, you know, spend spend time with that voice, if that makes sense, because I'm not, you know, getting in the car and, you know. Uh, going to work and or going to a gig, you know, I'm in one place most of the time, and 
you know, there's only so much you can do to occupy your time. You get bored. Once boredom strikes, you know, that voice takes over. Or it becomes louder, I should say. And which that voice is a is anxiety. And I I imagine that when these people are posting these these things, they're they're feeling anxiety. And maybe they don't know how to deal with it. Maybe they've never up to this point felt it this much. And I it just I feel bad. And the only thing I could tell you, I'm not look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I do go to therapy and I do practice certain um like cognitive behavioral therapy um methods i guess to apply to my life uh i you know i do i i've been reading a great book called feeling good the new mood therapy uh i gotta look this up to to make sure i i have to get i have to actually i want to promote this book i don't i don't care if nobody reads it but this is for everybody david d burns md feeling good the new mood therapy it is an incredible book about you, you uh, I basically learn about how the brain works you know what depression is what anxiety is and how it drives our behavior in all ways you know how we interact with people how we r- react to criticism like i was just saying before how we you know how we hold ourselves up in comparison to people, you know, and he, in the book, he, he really, really, with great language, um, breaks down, breaks down and convinces you that there is no danger, you know, they're just thoughts, right, but doesn't stop there, of course, and, and, just goes into this great detail of you actually and proves to you that it would be like this. It would be like if you've never seen the color green because you don't live near grass, you don't have, let's say you never had a screen to look at for, with TV. You've just never seen the color green. I don't know. I'm making this up, but hypothetically, if you hear about the, the color green so much, oh, this have you ever seen this? Oh, I've been years ago. Oh, I've been there and I saw this green, green grass just for, for miles. And it was so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're going to try to, you're going to try to, um, you know, you're going to try to like visualize that color, but without seeing it. Right. Um, and let's say, (laughs) Let's say you convince yourself that the color green is just another form of like blue and gray or something like that, right? And you are telling yourself this. This is what green is. You're you're so sure. Um, that's like you convincing yourself that this anxiety is 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 uh this anxiety is controlling me or. Or I have this anxiety, and this is what life is like now. Or this depression, this is what life is like now. And and uh, and what comes along with that, right? Like inner beliefs of I'm, you know, I'm unworthy to the other musicians I play with. I'm I'm unworthy to friendships with my coworkers. You know, I'm not cool enough. 
they think I'm weird. These types of beliefs, people will say, and you know, I'm sure you've heard it. I've heard it a ton, and I've said it a ton. You'll say these. You'll say these beliefs that are absolutely untrue, right? But but we believe them to be true, based on very very uh, small um, events or experiences, and it could be just like somebody gives you a weird look, right? And you believe it, and you and you repeat it, and it becomes part of your story, right? I don't know why I said that thing about the color green. I don't even know where I was going with that. I hope you're following still. <laughs> so this book, he he basically um, he convinces you that the the actual truth is that those thoughts are not uh, have no basis in reality at all, and. Uh, and that you you can absolutely reestablish truth, your truth. And a lot of it is just trimming fat, right? It's just cutting the weeds, um, and and clarifying you who you are, uh, who the truth of who you are is, right? You are your thoughts because you habitually, constantly reinforce those thoughts. Your anxiety is actually thoughts. They're being thrown at you constantly. And that, to me, could be like, you know, hey, you, you got to mix this podcast before tomorrow. If you don't do it, you're, you're a failure. You know, like something like that, right? But I don't necessarily hear that right away. But I feel the anxiety. And that thought is behind that anxiety. And he helps you figure this out first, which is what am I what am I telling myself? What lies am I telling myself? Then he has you, walks you through, tells you how to disprove those thoughts. Uh, and then once you're able to do that, the anxiety kind of subsides, and then now you reestablish new thoughts that are based in reality. Now, this becomes a constant effort because, you know, your 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 anxiety is just impulse. It's your brain's way of protecting you. Right? Fear. If you are f scared of something, your brain just goes, "Oh. Okay. All right. Alert. Uh anxiety here's anxiety just to get us to safety." Right? But the brain doesn't know that you know, the danger quote danger was just being very close to a, a lot of people in a bar, let's say, and the social anxiety hit, I'm not safe, and let's go find a quiet booth somewhere far away from the big crowd. Oh, there's one. All right, I feel so much better. You know, that's very convincing. However, there's no basis in reality for that, right? You are, you are absolutely safe around those people. Um, and don't get me wrong, in those moments, it's incredibly difficult and it feels impossible to control that anxiety and to, you can't ignore it, right? You actually have to do some work to work through it. And it, it's valuable work. It's not even that hard. Uh, you just have to practice it. It's like, a, it's like, a, um, I guess it would be like, no, it's not that different than an exercise routine, you know, that you hold yourself to you hold your, to yourself, which is like, 
all right, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this, these yoga stretches, and then I'm going to go into some light cardio today. You know, and you, if you stick to that every day and it becomes just a part of your life, just like brushing your teeth um, and, you know, and showering and washing your face and all that, um, this will be that, right? But maybe more often, however, you get good at it, just like anything. Just It's a skill. You get really good at it. And once you get good at it, um, you know, you have to think about you're a, you're a glass of that can be filled with something. And you're constantly filling that glass with negative thought water. Ugh, dirty negative thought water. And you believe that's that's all that that, that glass is filled with. And you're, you're never going to see fresh water. And that's completely bullshit. And so you finally er, eventually are able to put catch yourself starting to put that negative thought dirty water. And then stop yourself. And that's powerful. So anyway, I'm promoting a book that's not. I'm not even going to make money on, which I don't care actually. But it's kind of funny to to think of, of myself doing this right now. I have no stake in it, but I just, I you know, I want people to, and I want people to uh, to feel some relief, especially those people who are feeling this pressure to be productive, you know, during this quarantine. Because let's let's talk about the truth for a second. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Even if meaning, I, and I mean like nobody saw this coming in in terms of how life would be like, you know, Spe- and then specifically to you, my life hasn't been that bad. Let me talk about this for a second. All right. So look, I've been doing this recording thing for years, <laughs> this recording thing, uh, this home home drum recording thing, you know, uh, probably in 2014, I bought this my first interface and my my first mics and uh start just started recording myself just to hear myself play because i wanted to get better right so how how better than to listen to yourself play and go oh okay that's not actually how i thought i sounded so okay i I have to work on you know i have to work on my pocket when it's tempos like this maybe like Maybe I go, okay, you know what? I kind of am a little ahead of the tempo. All right, so I have to work on this. It's become very clear to me that I have to work on this. So that's why I started doing. Then eventually, I started doing like drum covers, which is you play drums to a song that exists. You play along with the drum part. Uh, Once I started doing that, then I had to get into like what's called mixing, right? So mixing is just your... um, your control, you're sort of altering the uh, the sound of, for me, it's it's multiple sounds, like multiple mics to create this one drum uh, sound. Um, and I'm manipulating like e- EQ, equal, equalization, which is low lows and high highs. Oh, God, that was gross. Um, but you know what I mean? Like you can take, you can put more low, you know, hey, bump up the bass. You ever hear somebody say that? Or, you know, or I can take down some of the middle uh frequencies that and they you know and then you i'm rambling here but that was challenging by the way mixing was always challenging and it was intimidating but i had friends that knew how to do it and i would just constantly ask them i would look online youtube videos for like tutorials and uh yeah eventually i I got you know decent at it i'm decent at it right now 
you know, I'm not a professional audio engineer, nor do I want to be one. But it works for me, and as long as I'm, you know, just like, you know, just like um, I look at it like cooking. You know, I want, I have a flavor in my mind of what I want to taste. I have these ingredients. These ingredients should be able to get that flavor. You know, I take my time with the cooking process, and at the end of it, okay, this came pretty close. This is pretty good. This is tasty. Uh, that's how I go about mixing. You know what I mean? Except the food's not going to spoil, and I don't have to ever throw it out. Um, so the reason why I'm talking about that was this was the last, since 2014, I have been working on this stuff, you know, on and off. Uh, and uh, it was, it's been, I guess, a hobby, I guess, in a way, you know. And um, And now, because also, like, when you're recording um, drums, you have, again, you have so many mics up. I have eight mics up right now, including the mic I'm talking into right now. And you have to route the cables that connect into that, um, into those mics. And you have to route them to get into the back of the interface, which is plugged into the computer, which is going into the software that's recording me right now. You know, and you learn all of the logistics to that stuff, too. And then you t and then now we're talking about workflow. All right, how do I make this more efficient, right? Now I have this awesome setup where I have like my laptop is maybe about four, five, five feet from me, um, and I have it aimed at me like that in front of me because, and I'm getting to the point here, because at the start of this uh, quarantine, you know, I'm my main my main source of income is I I teach I teach drum lessons. And I do it in person. I do it one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I do it children and adults. Um, so the quarantine, like, pr totally prevented me from being able to do that. Totally. Um, in person, that is. So thankfully, the, the school I work for, we, we kind of saw this coming, or I should say the owner and, and the, uh, yeah, the owner kind of saw this coming and kind of made a plan and sort of, you know, kind of like, convinced us to prepare for it I, sh I should say and 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 he did it effect effectively and and then our our you know the person who uh who books the lessons and is basically the general manager of the school he also was ahead of, of the game in, in terms of uh setting ourselves up so we started doing video virtual lessons and um now most of the teachers you know, let's say they're vocal teachers and piano teachers. You know, there's a few guitar teachers. And, um, you know, most of them, I guess, are using like an iPad or their phone. And they're just using the microphone that's on that device, right? And now the students are definitely doing the same thing, right? Now, I could, don't get me wrong, I could have done that. But they're drums and they're fucking loud. They're absolutely too loud for the microphone that's on your phone or on the iPad. So, and even the microphone that's on my MacBook right now, too loud for that, right? Um, and we were using Zoom software for these virtual lessons. So I was like, well, hold on a minute. Let me see the Zoom software. Let me see the, and I went into the MacBook Zoom app and I'm looking and there's audio settings. And I'm like, oh, I can use my interface? Oh, no shit. Oh, dude, this is going to be fucking awesome. So I set up the MacBook right in front of me like I was talking about because of the camera on the, the MacBook. 
camera's aimed at me. Right in front of the kit, you can see everything, everything I, I hit with the stick. You, um, and then just like this podcast setup where I have a mic right in front of me, that's how I communicate with my students. I talk into the mic, and then each drum has a mic on it, and then a couple, you know, two mics above the kit to capture the cymbals and all that. So the student is getting a very, very good compared to, right, compared to what I'm getting from them, which is, again, the speaker, that, uh, sorry, the microphone that's on their mobile device. It's kind of shitty, but it's okay. I, I can deal with that. I know how to deal with that, but they're getting a, such a good quality sound from me, both my voice and both, you know, my voice and the drum set. Um, and it's been a, incredibly effective, incredibly effective. And guess what? I've lost zero students. I think, I think, um, you know, there, there might've been like maybe two or three, a hand, like two, two or three students that were just too young to do it, you know, via a video lesson. And that's totally fine. So all my other students, I'm still teaching remotely from this seat that I'm sitting in right now, the seat that I started podcasting, drum, drum podcasting from is the same seat that I teach my lessons in. And once I figured out that I could do that with the microphones and the interface and whatever, it really just took 20 minutes to set up. And guess what? I've been making an income through this quarantine. Very close to what I was making before the quarantine. Very close. Uh, and I'm, I'm getting by. And man, I'm so thankful to myself. So thankful to myself in, in, in the past couple of years for just, you know, for just developing this skill, you know, and, uh, I was just so interested in it anyway. So I, I just wanted to be good at it, you know, so I'm just very thankful to myself. <laughs> like, and that's another thing, by the way, in that, going back to that book for a second, be good to yourself, self-compassion. That's really the key. Don't be mean to, don't be mean to yourself. And here we go. So I'm practicing this right now. Hey, aunt, thanks, man, dude, you are a lifesaver, bro. In all seriousness, though, I, I am back to, like, my quarantine life has not been that bad. I could still work. I still have something to kind of grow. You know, I, I'm constantly wanting to make these lessons better. Coming up with new ideas to how can we make this even even a better experience? And I've, and I've, I've man, it, it actually almost is somewhat better than being in person because of things like I could share the screen. I can share my screen and I can I have an app that I put up a uh, music no notation. I can really quickly uh punch in a drum beat, you know, that otherwise it would be very difficult to show them by rote by just by looking at me and hearing me play. So I can do that very quick and share screen and now they have on their screen the music that I want them to play. I mean, it has been fucking awesome, you know. So back to the the people who feel like they have this pressure to be productive, you know, the only thing I could say if you're listening to this and and you feel this way is be nice to yourself. You couldn't you could not have seen this coming. I bet you some of these people have kids. I can't imagine what that's like. And the kids I feel bad for too, man. That that what are they doing all day other than when when they were going, you know, I think they were doing school like but video lesson school. But like what about the rest of the time, man? And they're being forced to kind of stay inside. Man, it's just, 
I feel ba- I feel bad for for people who don't who feel like they don't know what to do with themselves. So here's my here's what all I have to offer. Get this book. Read this book. Learn about yourself. You, while you have the time to, uh, you have the space to maybe um, stop putting pressure on yourself. Nobody's nobody is expecting you to put out a product. You know. You ha- you have to live your life. Even if parents, family put expectations over you for whatever fucking reason. I'm not even going to get into that stuff, but you're the one who has to live your life. So ultimately, you don't need to apologize for how you live your life if it only affects you, really. Directly affects you. You don't have to apologize for anything. You don't have to explain it. It's your life because you're the one living it, right? I'm the one living my life. And this is what I'm doing with it right now. You know? And uh hey, I'm I'm enjoying it. You know? I'm enjoying it. I'm taking I'm taking the time and I'm milking it. I'm milking the enjoyment of it. And uh I want it to get better. I want to get better at it, at this podcasting thing. Really, I don't even think of it as a podcast, man. This is a show. This is so cool when I have a guest on. Oh, dude, it's fucking awesome. Um, I'm happy with it, and I, I'm on, I see it. I see growth in it, possible growth in it. You know, so for you, do something. Do something for yourself. Do something from the angle of self-compassion. You know what I mean? And like, take care of yourself in some way. Be nice to yourself. And fuck anybody else who wants to, um, you know what? Something in the book. Even saying, like, fuck that person who thinks this. That's actually not even necessary to say that because I just created anger for that person. Guess what? That person is coming at you with that because that's how they're talking to themselves. So they're not really even talking to you. They're talking to themselves and they're projecting, right? So... Ignore that person. You don't have to. I mean, that that's their thing, right? That, 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 their words don't need to influence me at all, right? So anyway, blah, 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 Anthony. All right. Um, one other little topic I want to touch upon is Will Lewis last week on, on that episode, um, he talked about his injury and how it affected his, it completely changed everything for him in terms of his guitar playing, his musical performance career. And, uh, I feel, you know, I feel for him cause I, and I, you know, I briefly, briefly touched on it. I think in that episode, I didn't want to take, but I didn't want to take the attention away from what he was saying, but I've been kind of, uh, I've been, yeah, I've been suffering from, I mean, you can call it carpal tunnel syndrome. You can probably call it some other type of like tennis elbow or tendon or whatever the fuck. But here's the real deal. And this is what I've, going back to talking about anxiety. Um, I've read, I've read like two, two or three, two, uh, three books actually about there's this idea that your thoughts and your anxiety um, change how the stance and, and how you hold yourself in your body. And this is scientifically proven. It's it's like ev- evolutionary shit. It's primal 
animalistic impulse stuff, you know? You're anxious, maybe your neck tightens in some way. Your shoulders go up a little bit. Um, your, your breath shortens. Um, now, if you think about it, you're putting yourself, you know, into that mode by how you react to certain things. So if you are putting yourself in that mode very often, um, you're going to stay, your body is going to stay in those positions more often. And guess what? Those positions, tension, they're not healthy for the body, of course. If you don't exercise that much, which I, I really don't, I should, of course, but if you don't, um, it will definitely affect your mobility um, and, you know, also your posture. And then everything start, starts pulling. Everything is tense. All the muscles. So everything from my neck to my shoulders, apparently, or a doctor told me, he's like, your shoulders are like hockey pucks. You need to go get a massage. And even that, I'm thinking, man, that's not even going to help. The, the massage is going to help kind of like, it's going to help like a, like a Band-Aid, right? But what's really going to solve it is learning about my anxiety, learning to catch it, disprove the thoughts, and uh, hopefully that'll, over time, like, I'll feel better, of course, less anxious, which is great. Have less days where I wake up, you know, depressed or something like that or... Um, and, but yeah, I think also physically I'll feel better because it really, it really has in the last, it's been like five years of this where number one, I had to quit performing like for real. I had to fit, I'm sorry, fit, fit, fit. I had to quit, um, doing like wedding gigs because it was just way too painful to get through and it created a lot of anxiety. And, uh, you know, my brain responds every time. I go to play certain songs like pop songs or something or at, play at a certain intensity. My brain gets sends a, an anxiety signal and I start feeling pain. And that, again, that's a way of the brain trying to protect me. Like going, hey, Ant, there's danger ahead. Remember? Yeah, you should probably stop doing what you're doing. It's crazy. It's crazy how the brain works. So if you got, look, if you got, um, if you have what's it called, uh, carpal tunnel or any type of tendonitis where it makes it hard for you to play drums or your instrument, guitar, um, piano. What I, what I suggest is obviously go see, a, go see a doctor, of course. Don't fucking listen to me first. However, read, read a little bit of, of something. Get it, get, learn about it, you know? Like you're experiencing it, right? But it's not killing you. Let yourself know that, by the way, not killing me. Let yourself know this is not going to be forever because I can change this. I can affect change on this pain that I'm feeling and how, how I generally feel and go learn about it. Um, so I'm going to real fast find this book. Um, let's see. Well, oh, man. Um, well, I'm going to keep talking while I'm doing this. Uh, talk. Or I'm going to keep Um Yeah. So anyway, it's very difficult sometimes for me to play, to practice drums, and I have to really be mind, mindfulness is what really the word is, mindfulness. Without the whole Buddhist stuff, mindfulness is your ability, check this out, 
right now, I'm sitting on my drum set talking into a mic, right? Mindfulness is, in a, in a weird way, in my brain, looking at the scene of this objectively and without judgment, without feeling a good or bad about it, um, just totally neutral and just um, sort of factually looking at what's actually happening, right? And you could, you know, you could do that with the pain that you feel. It's very difficult. It takes concentration. But you could do it with the anxiety you feel, the depression you feel, right? You could do that, man. And it's, anyway, mindfulness is extremely helpful, man. Mindfulness and just a general idea of mindfulness is, is, is sort of zooming out from, from the feelings that you're feeling and looking at them as though you're a, like a scientist in a lab and going, hmm, and your colleagues next to you, what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think about what we're looking at right here? What, what, what do we think is going on? Well, you know, and then you have this <laughs> intellectual inner conversation with yourself about what's going on. Very helpful. Very helpful to sort of disconnect from the pain, especially if it's pain, you know. All right. Just hopefully this is helpful, man. I, you know, hey, my, my anxiety's going off right now, going like, this is a boring episode, Aunt. Nobody wants to listen to this shit. Aren't you a drummer? Shouldn't you just be playing beats? See? And I can't even tell it to shut the fuck up because that's not helpful, right? Even though I want to, I'm be like, yo, shut the fuck up. Can I just do my episode? The answer is yes. I can do my episode. All right. Um, so I talked about that. Cool. Um, the Mind-Body Prescription is the, the name, by the way, the name of this book that I mentioned before. Um, so I think the, 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 name, the name of the author, author is a doctor, so he has medical experience. Um, and yeah, I think his name is John Sarno. Is that his name? Let's see. And thanks to Rich Aveo for, and Kat for, for, uh, for telling me about this book. Yeah. John E. Sarno, MD, the mind body prescription, healing the body, healing the, healing the pain. It's a fantastic read. Again, just like the other book I talked about, um, the, 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 I, I just the I what I appreciate is the thoughtfulness of of the language that they use because they're they're doctors. These both of these dudes who I mentioned are doctors in some way. They they're medical professionals, and they kind of medical professionals sort of what I just said are able to kind of look at something objectively, right? So they're talking when they're writing a book. They're talking directly to the patient, really, in a way, or. They're talking directly to a patient, maybe not their patient, right? And I mean by patient is somebody who's sort of in pain looking for to get to find some sort of relief from the pain. Um, he's so both of these guys are very thoughtful in how they break oops, break down what they're talking about so that you can understand it and then apply it to your life. Very, very two very, very good books. I would say the other the other book that's a, a great read um the name of the book is called somatics somatics um i want to see 
I think his name Thomas Hanna. Is that the name? Yeah. Here's the book. So, Somatics Reawakening, Reawakening the Mind's Control of Movement, Flexibility, and Health. And uh, let's see, the Thomas Hanna. Yes, that is the name of the author. Great. F fucking great book. Um, that's what I recommend. L you know, learn about yourself. Learn about your health. You know, and then when if you do decide to pursue some sort of regimented activity, whether it's, um, you know, working out, for instance, doing a daily workout or uh, meditation, um, practicing, maybe practicing something, an instrument, uh, who, whatever it might be. You know, if you, I'm, I'm just going to say this, but if maybe not for everybody this applies, but I'm just going to say general, ge a general statement. Um, dr being a drill sergeant to yourself is probably not going to help you in the long run. It might do damage. You know? You should allow yourself to fucking suck at something. You know? That's probably the best thing about this quarantine is if you've worked a 9 to 5 and you work in the corporate world, you're not a you're not a um sucking on tit to to uh to be able to you know you're no you're no longer trying to appease somebody in the corporate world during this quarantine right maybe you are remotely but even they're not in front of you your bosses or your authority figures you're in your own home you're in your own space and uh you know you you don't really have to apply that type of if they let's say you have like strict you know employers or bosses authority figures you don't have to talk to yourself the way that they might talk to you or treat you you know like you can see those people even though they're successful probably um you can look at them as damaged individuals too in in a certain way that you know they don't see how they're treating people that work for them. You know, they don't know maybe the damage they might be causing certain individuals. So anyway, blah, 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 blah. Um, allow yourself to suck at something is what I guess what I mean. Like, be okay with not being perfect, man. Like, even me in this fucking episode, I'm kind of shitting on myself. And I'm also doing it from a comedic standpoint, too. Like, whatever, taking the piss out of myself. And I hope it's funny, but it doesn't have to, it does not have to be perfect. You know why? Because you can be like, you know, five minutes into this bullshit, you could be like, yeah, this guy's boring. I don't want to listen to this. And what? Can I control that? Can I control that ever? No, I can't control that ever. So why, why should I, why should I let that thought drive how I, uh, approach doing a podcast episode. It's not going to help me and it's not going to help any listeners. Right? So, um, yeah, just be nice to yourself. That's the only thing I could say. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I want to shout out. Let me t do a shout out to, uh, I should have done it in the beginning of the podcast, but I want to shout out, shout out to uh, some people who I've kind of done some like, uh, remote collabs with uh in terms of like recording and 
So I'll I'll shout out uh, John Morrison, great guitarist, fantastic uh, guitarist. He's a great, great dude, too. Um, Yeah, John sent me a a track that he, you know, recorded uh, some bass and a lot of guitar on. Really, really cool tune. Really hip. And then he, yeah, he just kind of like a couple weeks back sent me just some ideas of, hey, this is kind of what I'm looking for. It would be great to hear you record drums on it. And I was like, sure, yeah, why the fuck not? I'm in quarantine. I got got things to do, but not that much, you know. And uh, it was really, it was really fun to, to try to it was a challenge actually it was a nice challenge uh to record a good drum part for that type of style it's kind of on the it's in the jazz realm but um not strict not like kind of swing jazz but more i don't even know i don't want to i don't want to label his music but it's really unique and and uh it's got a really good vibe to it really nice feel so shout out to john morrison thanks man we're going to be collaborating even more, he's going to be on the show too. Um, Josh Craig, shout out to Josh Craig. Uh, man, Josh, Josh is just a—he's a hell of a, a unique individual, man. That dude's got his—he's got his paws in so many different avenues. Every time I talk to him, he his—he's working on some sort of like, like three D type of video video i don't even know i don't even know what he does and so interesting to hear him talk about it and uh and he also does music of course that's why i'm talking about him um really good vocalist he knows how to like improvise uh with uh it's funny me and me and uh a couple guys jeff little dane oscar josh would uh would be the vocalist to this little group we would kind of like improvise some 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 uh, music together and and Josh would provide the vocals and he would just improvise them and it would be fucking awesome it would be so good so anyway I sent Josh a, a couple folders of a bunch of just beats that I had sitting in a in a folder on my hard drive and uh, they were pretty good enough and he I said yeah man you can use these as loops if you want or whatever and he sent me back some like maybe three or four uh, tracks that he did. And he recorded himself, kind of. He produced something to the the beats that I sent him, and uh, and then put vocals on top of it. And it was so fucking cool. It was it was really good to hear that shit. Uh, and we yeah we spoke on the phone, man. So shout out to Josh, man. Um, yeah, I've kind of I, and I've you know, Will is one of the per- Will Lewis. You know, we did that um, that song Limitless. Again, sent him a folder full of beats and he picked a, he picked one and he made something so beautiful with it um so cool man so yeah there'll be more of that for sure all right and then i'm doing this thing for somebody who reached out to me and it's like it's like a it's like a drum cover or it's like a whatever a music cover of a song and it's hey doing this thing for this organization and it's basically songs that um so, uh songs that have a lot of um meaning to me it might be meaningful to others during this time and so i i chose times like these by the foo fighters so i yesterday i shot and recorded uh that that me playing along to that and I, it's funny it's like it's i always feel like that's high school me right there there I am, 
That's what it felt like. It was so, so fun. I've been listening to a lot of Foo Fighters lately. I love that band. I love that band. And Dave Grohl, of course, is my fucking hero. I wish he was on this show. Oh, that would what a dream that would be. Anyway, I'm going to stop fantasizing. But, so, uh, but yeah, I'm going to be putting out that video soon. Hopefully the whole licensing thing, I don't run into copyright issues. I have no idea how, how this person's going to go about that, but... Either way, it was fun, and I got to practice mixing, um, like an intense, loud rock song, right? Like, like a Foo Fighters song, like times like these, and then making mixing my drums so that they kind of can cut through all of that very thick, loud sound. Um, and it and it has to do with EQ and and how you work the compressors and. And I, man, I grew from it. I, I've become a better mixer because of it. Because of this fucking quarantine, I've become a better mixer. Um, man, it's been, it's been, it hasn't been that, it hasn't been bad, you know. I think I had about two or three weeks there though that the anxiety really crept up on me, and you know, hadn't processed certain like things that happened a while back, and yeah, man can't run from your problems you can't distract yourself from your problems forever so probably this quarantine you know maybe for some was helpful for me it was it's all been it's all been helpful The, the one thing i wish i could do is just have well first of all socialize and you know hang out with my friends in person um but uh yeah the the definitely i wish i could have guests I could have had guests on, you know, in in the studio with me to do some like a live kind of, you know, have have the person in front of me with their instrument, you know, to do some live music on this show. That would have been so cool. So, but I want I want everybody to uh expect that for sure. Expect that. That's gonna happen. Um All right. I've been going for almost an hour. Uh, let's see. Um so yeah, talk, I've been talking about listening to the Foo Fighters. Uh, man, what great drums on those songs! Fantastic drums. Um, Dave Grohl did a lot of the drumming on the first couple records, and then Taylor Hawkins, who is the drummer right now, he he he's been recording, of course, uh, for the last bunch of years, and they're both. Fucking incredible drummers. Taylor Hawkins, I saw the Foo Fighters, I think, in 2018. I saw them twice. And I remember I, when I saw them the first time that summer, they had talked about, oh, this is our 100th show. And I thought about that. Around the world, this is their 100th show. And I have never even said, I've never been able to say that. I've never even been on a like a tour, like, oh, this is our 20th, 20th show or something like that. That's incredible to me. You know, and these guys, they're in their 40s, maybe even early 50s. They got families, man. I, I got to give them a lot of a lot of credit. Um, And I just hope, you know, health, healthily they're, they're taking care of themselves while, when they're on these, these long tours. Because let me tell you something. Your body takes a beating. There's a lot of, like, lack of sleep, you know, poor diet, um, dehydration for sure. And then 
you know, the high of being on stage in front of thousands that love you and your music. And then you, and he interact by the way, Dave Grohl interacts with, interacts with each crowd. Like it's awesome. If you've ever se- never seen Foo Fighters live, go see them. It's a great show. Um, yeah, I mean, I give these guys a lot of credit for uh, being able to su- sustain that momentum throughout a tour like that. Um, I want. Why did I come into this? Because I wanted to play a certain thing. I might not. Let's see. What was a song that like the the drums fucking amazing too? Um, let's see. And I'm stalling because I can't think of one. Why can't I think of one? Right now, uh, I think I've played on the pocket. Learn to fly. I've, you know, I've demonstrated. So same with my hero. Um, there's a there's a song. Hey Johnny Park, I think is what it's called. You know. That's off of color and the shape. Um, oh my God, that song "Monkey Wrench" is just incredible. It's just high octane energy the entire time. Uh, Whatever it is. So good. One and ten. Um, oh, Everlong. Jesus, man. Everlong. Fucking still a difficult song for me to get through, man. You know. It's just constant. You hear me shitting all over it. Um, you know. good um let's see <clears throat> oh man that song breakout you know you make me break out oh my god that's a great song and i you know you listen to the to the drum part and how it, they came up with that part and it's so fucking creative man uh let's see um I want to I want to play something. Let's see. Um
Bye. It's so, so well thought out, those drum parts, man. And I, by the way, I was trying to sing and like hum the melody. Sing. That was not singing. I was trying to hum the melody and, and play the drum part at the same time. I was just shitting my pants doing it. I got to go wipe. Sorry about that. Um, Let's see. Um. They're deep cuts, man. I, you know, that's, quote, deep cuts. That means that, you know, if you don't know what that means, it just basically means the songs on the album that aren't the hits. Man, almost every album, they have these fantastic um, deep cuts. Like, really great songs. Well-written um, and performed, of course. Uh, let's see. Um, my hero, man. Talking about that song, that that song still gives me issues, man. It's just constant bass drum, you know. It's just like constant the whole time. Um, I one of my students I taught that song to a couple of years back, and uh, and he's he's a good he's a great drummer right now. Um, you know, for his age and and all that, he's really good. Um. And I remember t teaching him it, and after he got the, the part, you know, down and was able to play it, he was able to play that that part with the, you know, I was just talking about with the bass drum, just with no problems. Just, you know, just wipe the dust off his shoulders like it was nothing, and I, I still have trouble with it. And that's just one of those things, man. I'm telling myself in my brain that I can't do it. <laughs> Shut up, anxiety. Um... Yeah, My Hero, man. What a fucking awesome song. Um, yeah, I might... Let's see. I like doing that. I like kind of picking songs that I'm like, oh, man, these are great drum parts. I'm going to do more of that. If you... You know, I've said it before. If you ever have, like, requests... I take requests at breaking down drum parts. No, if you if you have requests, just send them in, man. Just email badumbiz at gmail.com. You know, see if we can... Uh, break apart some great drum parts, you know. By the way, if I don't like the song and I don't like the drum part, I'm probably not going to do it. Sorry. If I hate the song, but I love the drum part, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I've And I've... Have I done that? I don't think I've done that yet, but I do that for my students when they request a song I just absolutely don't like. But it is fun to break down the drum part for them and then see them play it. Um... All right, I think I'm gonna wrap this up. I think I'm gonna, yeah, I think it's time. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Dumb Biz. Again, my name's Anthony Frieda. Um, yeah, thanks for being a great listener. Wow. Wow, what a way to end the show. Scratch all of that. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. <clears throat> for real, though. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.